the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. show hasn't been funny in years an snl podcast i am your host nick digilio i'm a podcaster a comedy writer and performer graduate of the second city a saturday night live expert and historian and each week we'll look back at everything snl the best the worst the good the bad the classic the forgotten we'll talk about full seasons and full casts behind the scenes stories episodes sketches snl's historical significance and much much more sometimes i'll have guests sometimes i won't with every episode i will always prove that that tired old cliche that you hear all the time that show hasn't been funny in years is absolutely not true. Well, we're celebrating an SNL Christmas. And as I record this, it's going to feel very winter-like and holiday-like because I'm about 10 feet away from my radiator and it is currently hissing and clanging and providing lovely heat to my apartment. So that little noise you hear in the background, that's just an extra level of atmosphere for the Christmas episode. Actually, I just started recording and my radiator decided to kick in. So it's part of the podcast. It's part of the episode. And it is. That show hasn't been funny in years. Episode 50, an SNL Christmas. I am going to go through my favorite Christmas uh, episode or sketches and music and um, and moments uh, from years past. Uh, these are just some of my personal favorites. Some really great songs. Many of them are song related and some great sketches. Uh, there are tons and tons of of Saturday Night Live uh, Christmas sketches and Christmas songs from the 49 years the show has been on. And uh, there are so many to choose from. I kind of chose some of my personal favorites and some of the all-around classics that I think everybody loves and are fun to replay and listen to. So we're going to listen to some of the best um, SNL Christmas sketches and songs and stories and monologues. I'll tell you where you can see them, what episode they were from, what year, and the exact season and episode, so you can look them up and easily find them online, either at the YouTube channel, the SNL YouTube channel, uh, or at NBC.com, or where you can find full episodes at Peacock.com. I'll give you uh, the season and the episode number and the date, so it's be easy to find if you want to watch the entire Christmas-related episode, or just those sketches or any other things like that. So I've picked 12 things that I wanted to share with you. By way of introduction, I'll tell you a little bit about them. We'll listen to them. We'll tell you, I'll tell you where you can find them. And just get all Christmassy as my radiator is making this room 627 degrees as I speak. So, so let's get to it. An SNL Christmas, some of my favorites. Let's start with Christmas Morning, which is a song uh, that was played uh, when Kristen Wiig came back to host. This is from December 19th, 2020. Kristen Wiig was the host. Dua Lipa was the musical guest. And uh, it's about how moms are usually kind of forgotten on Christmas morning, where you got your two kids played by Kyle Mooney and, Ch and Chloe Fineman. The dad is played by Beck Bennett and the mom is played by host Kristen Wiig. And the song is a very, very happy song, very Christmassy song about all the great stuff that you wake up to, all the incredible gifts and wonderful things that you get. Mom doesn't seem to get those things. That's what the song is about. I think this thing is hilarious. And of recent Christmas uh, bits that they've done, this is from three years ago. I think it's one of the best. Christmas morning, it's a family. They show, they're showing off what they received for Christmas. Most of the family opens up their gift to find exactly what they want, but the mom only manages to collect a lineup of robes. While a robe is a lovely gift, it lacks the effort, and this sketch is hilarious. So here it is. Christmas morning where mom gets screwed. Mom, dad, get up! Come on, you guys! Get up! Get up! Get up! I got a pen. And I got a robe. I got 
Radio from Nick Lovin. I got a hoverboard. I got a drone. I got a laptop. And I got a robe. Thanks for the robe. It's really, really nice. I love this robe, guys. This is great. I got headphones. I got a wig. We got the piano from Big. I got a vintage pinball machine. And I'm going to make us breakfast in my brand new robe, which I love so much. It's really, really soft. Oh, it's on sale. I got a pool. I got shades. We got pairs of rollerblades. I got a Lego Millennium Falcon. And I burned my arm in the oven. It hurt pretty bad, but I didn't even scream because I keep the pain inside of me. More and more presents. Let's open up our stockings. Mine has a set of travel games. And mine is stuffed with candy canes. Mine has a bottle of nice cologne. And mine is completely empty. Just a big flat sock with nothing inside. Only hang it up. Cause it looks kind of weird if it's missing in our pictures. Hold on now, what's this I see? A few more presents beneath the tree. Looks like someone's got a big surprise. Oh, you guys really didn't need to get me. It's presents for the dog. <laughs> and it's presents for the dog. And it continues. Uh, I love uh, that sketch. Really funny song. Kristen Wiig is hilarious as the mom who gets screwed over. And it's all about how the family really celebrates. And mom, just getting cooked. You got a new robe. Get out of here. I love it. From December 19th, 2020, that would be season 46, episode 9, Christmas morning. And uh, very, 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 very funny sketch. Okay, next. You could not talk about the holidays without bringing up Drunk Uncle. Drunk Uncle is one of my favorite recurring characters of all time and one of my favorite bits and characters that Bobby Moynihan did while he had his tenure on the show. I loved Bobby Moynihan. I still love him. I love him in everything he does, whether he's in movies or other sitcoms or shows or things like that. Um, I, I really don't think he's found um, a, a project outside of SNL to really show off how much talent he has, but he's solid in everything he does, and I love the guy, and he was great on SNL with so many memorable characters and so many cool things. The guy co-created David S. Pumpkins. He wrote that. He wrote a lot of classic stuff, but I think the best recurring character he ever had, and he had a lot of them, was Drunk Uncle. Drunk Uncle, he'd get drunk, show up on Weekend Update and complain and be politically incorrect and be drunk. Well, here's Drunk Uncle talking about the holidays. Seth Meyer, you know, Seth Myers is your, uh, is your update host, is your update anchor. This is from December 3rd, 2011. Steve Buscemi was the guest, was the host. The Black Keys were the musical guest. Season 37, that would be episode eight, Drunk Uncle talking about the holidays. The holiday season is upon us once again, and that means spending time with family here with his advice on how to manage the holidays. Please welcome Drunk Uncle. It's, uh, it is great to be here hosting Saturday Night Fever. Okay. So, uh, Drunk Uncle, are you excited for the holidays? The holidays are not what they used to be, Seth. You know, when I was a kid, you know, Christmas meant something. You know, people, people got dressed up. You know, they would travel six hours in a car. <laughs> Nowadays, it's just, hey, could you email me dinner? <laughs> hey, hey, could you fax me a hug? <laughs> okay, well, do you, do you have any advice on how to deal with family? I found out that my niece is getting gay married. <laughs> you, know, you know what I'm gonna get her for a wedding present? The boyfriend. Drunk Uncle, can we please just talk about the holidays? Occupy Lame Street. <laughs> I mean, you know, kids, they need to pull up their pants, Seth. <laughs> kids today, kids today, they're always saying, text me, text me, text me. Don't you write a letter, you dummy? A letter to who? You can't even say Merry Christmas anymore. You gotta say, hey, baby Jesus, you wanna do Pilates? <laughs> or, or are you on a cleanse? <laughs> you know what I like about Christmas, though? That sexy green M&M lady. <laughs> <laughs> I would hit that. Come on, you thought about no, it. No, I really haven't. You thought about no, it. <laughs> Every kiss begins with K. <laughs> Put that on your iPad and smoke it. Can't believe I'm saying this, uh, drunk uncle. I think you might be too drunk. So I didn't make the big catch. 
okay? So I wasn't prom queen, okay? So I wasn't sports king, okay? So I'm not muscle man, okay? Whoa, 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 whoa! That's not me. Mayor, I'm sorry. I, what's your point? How high do you think I could jump, Seth? Immigrants. <laughs> Beth, Beth, if I was Dr. Conrad Murray, I would rent a boat. You know what I'm gonna say. I don't. Hey, I don't. hey, hey. Guess who's back? Guess who's back? Who's back? Is it your back? Oh. <laughs> Your back. That stinks. So, in conclusion, <laughs> you're all robots. Drunk Uncle, everyone. It's your back. I know it's my back. The great Junk Uncle. Um, God, I love it. Uh, again, that was from uh, December 3rd, 2011, season 37, episode 8. Bashemi was your host, and the Black Keys were your musical guest. Um, Drunk Uncle. Every appearance by Drunk Uncle. Funny. Bobby Moynihan, fantastic. Okay, next on our celebration of an SNL Christmas. And by the way, um, I want to hear from you because uh, there are so many other Christmas sketches and Christmas things that happened on SNL. What are your favorites that I might not have uh, uh, brought up here? Um, I'm doing some of my favorites and some of the classics, but there are many, many, many more. Anytime you want to leave a voicemail with your suggestions and your thoughts, please do, 24-7-773-417-6948 or email me, nickdpodcast at gmail.com with your thoughts on some of your other Christmas SNL uh, classics that maybe I didn't include here. Uh, all right, next, an absolute classic. Um, I really don't even have to introduce it. Anna Gasteyer, Molly Shannon, Alec Baldwin. It involves NPR's delicious dish. Yeah, you know what it is. This is from December 12, 1998. Alec Baldwin was the host. Luciano Pavarotti and Vanessa Williams were the musical guests. Season 24, episode 9, Sweaty balls. Are you going to leave, Terry? Uh, I can't ever leave food out in my apartment because I have an excessive rat problem. It's <laughs> neat. Santa's fun. Santa's fun. fun. Neat. Yeah, it's fun. Fun. Like Good Christmas. times. Good times. It's neat. Well, Christmas is a time for traditional foods and bite-sized treats, and we have a very special guest today. That's right, Terry. He's the owner of his own holiday bakery with a very... Very clever name. Seasons Eatings. <laughs> That's really funny. <laughs> I know, it rhymes with Seasons Greetings. <laughs> uh, please welcome the owner of Seasons Eatings, Pete Schwetty. <laughs> welcome. How are welcome, you? Pete. We like the name of your store. Hi, thanks for having me. Now, did I pronounce your name uh, correctly? You, you sure did, Pete Schwetty. <laughs> well, Pete, Terry and I have been looking forward to having you on the show because we know you're the master of all kinds of Christmas goodies. Tell us about them. Well, there are lots of great treats at this time of year. Zucchini bread, fruitcake. But the thing that I most like to bring out at this time of the year are my balls. <laughs> about your balls, Pete. Well, over at Seasons Eatings, we have balls for every taste. Popcorn balls, mm. cheese balls, rum balls, you name mm. it. Wow. My mouth's watering just thinking about those balls. <laughs> it's been years since I've seen any balls. Would you like to see my balls now? Yeah. yeah. Whip them out. Whip them, baby. You have some beautiful balls. <laughs> They're bigger than I expected. I know a lot of people tell me that. Look at that, Terry, the way they glisten. That's because I make sure that each one of my balls gets plenty of oil. I can't help but notice, Pete, your balls are a little misshapen. 
That's because I rested them on a hot stove for too long. Can I touch your balls? Go ahead, but be careful. They're very delicate. Wow. I can't wait to get my mouth around this ball. Ooh, I like the way your balls smell. Do whatever you want to them, ladies. My balls are here for your pleasure. Wow, Pete. I have to say, your balls are so tender. Well, there's no beating my balls. They're made from a secret, sweaty family recipe. No one can resist my sweaty balls. And there it is. Yeah, uh, uh, sweaty balls. All right, uh, that goes without saying. Stupid, <laughs> base, dumb, easy, easy laughs. And you know what? Hilarious. And one of the funniest bits they've ever done on SNL, especially at Christmas. So they're sweaty balls. And now, to keep the class high, we're going to go from balls to dicks. Back on <laughs> December 16, 2006... Uh, that would be season 32, episode nine. Justin Timberlake was your host and Justin Timberlake was your musical guest. And like I said, we're going from balls to dicks. Lonely Island Boys put together an SNL digital short featuring Justin Timberlake and Andy Samberg as a pair of uh, sort of boy band looking funk, white funky boys. Um, and it also a video that featured um, Maya Rudolph and Kristen Wiig. And uh, we go from balls to dicks because this is a legend. And this is also one of the classic Christmas songs, the digital short made famous by Justin Timberlake and Andy Samberg. Blank in a box. Hey, girl, I got something real important to give you. So just sit down and listen. Girl, you know we've been together. Such a long, long time. Such a long time. And now I'm ready to lay it on the line. Wow, you know it's Christmas and my heart is open wide. Gonna give you something so you know what's on my mind. A gift real special, so take off the towel. Take a look inside. It's my in a box. It's in a box. Not gonna get you a diamond ring. That sort of gift don't mean anything. Not gonna get you a fancy car. Girl, you gotta know you're my shining star. Not gonna get you a house in the hills. A girl like you needs something real. Wanna get you something from the heart. Something special, girl. It's my in a box. So I thought I'd get the uh, sophisticated stuff out of the way. <laughs> Classic, hilarious from the way they're dressed. And of course, they did two more songs as those characters. 
Um, and each one, terrific. The SNL digital shorts that uh, began with Lonely Island continued to be highlights of the early and mid, uh, the mid-2000s. And again, from uh, season 32, episode 9, Dick in a Box. All right. Here's one of my favorites again, um, uh, that one of the more modern ones. And all of these commercials where they surprise each other or someone surprises a person in the family with a brand new car, there's always the Christmas you know, they wake up on Christmas morning and they're led out to the driveway and there's a big red bow on this fancy brand new car. And they always do these commercials and I've always found them completely ridiculous. Like just the logistics and and everything that goes into it and the, the kind of huge and important purchase that is. And it's just so throwaway in these stupid commercials where you wake up one morning and somebody, your husband or somebody bought you a car. Merry Christmas. Boom. Well, this is one of my favorite satires of a commercial that they've ever done. It's a spoof of a holiday car commercial. Beck Bennett, um, the wonderful Heidi Gardner, they play with husband and wife. Timothy Chalamet played their kids. And it's about how this father was going to surprise everybody by buying a brand new car. Uh, and the reception is not that great. I love this. This is uh, the December to Remember car commercial. Timothy Chalamet was the host. Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band were the uh, musical guests, by the way, a spectacular episode. Uh, it was December 12th, 2020, season 46, episode eight. This is a December to Remember car commercial. I love this and think it's brilliant. And in addition, Mikey Day plays the next door neighbor here. Um, this is one of my favorites and it's recent and it's great. <laughs> hey, Matt, I think there might be one more gift for your mom right there. It hasn't been a normal year, so this Christmas, get her something extraordinary during the Lexus December to Remember sales event. Nathan, you didn't. With flexible financing and 0% APR, there's never been a better time to buy or lease a new Lexus. Merry Christmas, baby. Are you kidding me, Nathan? Did you seriously buy a car without asking me? Well... Because for Christmas... This is a major purchase. Right? But it, it was a December to remember. It's a Lexus. We don't have the money for this, Nathan. We don't? No, we don't. Your father doesn't... Your father hasn't worked since last March. What? Yeah, COVID has hit a lot of people hard, and I'm no exception. Nathan, you got fired in March 2019. COVID had nothing to do with it. <laughs> Hey, pal, I guess your old man's busted. Mm. It's beginning to look a lot like savings. So get to your local Lexus dealer today. How much did you spend on this ridiculous car, Nathan? It was only $39.99 to its signing. Four grand. It's not that much, babe. And how much is the monthly payment? The what? Did you think this entire car cost $4,000? Uh-huh. There's a monthly payment. Yeah, but with the 0% APR, I think it's all good. APR? Do you mean APR? I'm pretty sure it's APR. Wow. Just wow. Hey, come on, it's Christmas. This is good. I did a good thing for us. Let's enjoy it. Dad, it's nine in the morning. So? It's not like I have work later. <laughs> come on. Hey. Hey, neighbor. You bought a Lexus? You come to me three weeks ago. Oh, Mike, help me. I need money. I can't buy Christmas gifts for my family. My wife doesn't respect me. I didn't say that. My wife's cheating on me with everyone. Mom, you are? I want to look cool in front of my son's girlfriend. Ew, Dad, is that why you pierced your ear? Uh, no, I've had this forever. I just need five grand to get back on my feet. And then you buy a Lexus? Yeah, well, it was beginning to look a lot like savings at my local Lexus dealer. I want my money back, man. Tomorrow. Hey, Kathy. What is that look? You know what? We're taking this car back to the dealership now. I better drive. Maybe we stop by Jenna's on the way over. Show us a cool car your dad got, huh? Shut up! Give the gift of Lexus and definitely talk it over first. I, I love that sketch. I just think it's brilliant. Uh, December to remember car satire. Love it. Um, so there you go. All right, next, this is another classic featuring Alec Baldwin. Alec Baldwin, for people who might not know this, starred in the film version of David Mamet's Glengarry Glen Ross. He had one scene where he came in to shake up the sales force and give them uh, a shit-in-your-pants uh, speech to make them sell and always be closing. Well, in, uh, 
In 2005, on December 5th, on December 10th, 2005, Alec Baldwin was your host. Shakira was the musical guest. They did a Glengarry Glen Christmas where um, it was the same. It was a takeoff on this one speech, one monologue, one scene that Alec Baldwin had. Um, and it is an unbe- unbelievably funny performance from Alec Baldwin. They parody Glengarry Glen Ross, which follows a group of elves played by Rachel Dratch, Amy Poehler, and Seth Meyers, and their boss, played by Fred Armisen. And they receive a motivational speech from uh, Winter's Breath. Um, and uh, it's taken directly from Glengarry Glen Ross. And instead of selling real estate, they are building toys. They are Santa's elves. And uh, it's Glengarry Glen Christmas. This is uh, unbelievably funny. And what's really great here is if you remember the speech that Alec Baldwin gives in the movie, he says, A, B, C, always be closing because you have to close the deal. Always be closing. Well, uh, the, the, the chalkboard that he brings out, which in the movie says always be closing, here it's always be cobbling, but listen to Alec Baldwin fuck it up because he starts thinking about what he says in his monologue, which he remembers, and, uh, and misspeaks. Instead of saying cobbling, he says closing, and that breaks him. It breaks up Seth Meyers, who's got the next line. It's one of the funniest moments in an already brilliantly funny, hilarious, very specific satire. If you don't know the movie and you don't know the scene, people watch it and go, what the hell is this? Well, it's a Glengarry Glen Christmas. So what's this meeting about? I don't know. It better be about our tools. My hammer is falling apart in my hands. Girls can't build with tools like this. I'll never be done with my toys by Christmas. Uh, everyone settle down. This is Winter's Breath. He's an elf from the home office. Can I have your attention for a moment because you're talking about what? You're talking about the hammer? bitching about the quality of your wood, some pixie you're trying to screw. Let's talk about something important. Put that cocoa down. Cocoa is for cobblers only. You think I'm screwing around? I am not screwing around. I am here from Kris Kringle. I'm here from the North Pole, and I am on a mission of mercy. Your name is Honeydew? Yeah. And you call yourself an elf, you son of a bitch? You certainly don't, pal, because the good news is you're fired. The bad news is you've got all, you've got one week to regain your jobs, starting with tonight's build. Oh, have I got your attention now? Good. Because we're adding a little something to this month's toy contest. As you know, first prize is a shiny new toboggan. Anybody want to see second prize? Second prize is a box of candy canes. Third prize is you're fired. Everybody get the picture, you're laughing now, huh? You got tools, Santa paid good money for those tools. You can't build with the tools you have, you can't build garbage. You are garbage, hit the bricks, pal, and beat it because you are going out. Hey, 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 our tools are weak. Your tools are weak, the effing tools are weak, you're weak. I've been in this business for 615 years. What's your name? Screw you, that's my name. (laughs) And you want to know why, mister? Because you rode a hedgehog to work, and I got here on a talking moose. That's my name. (laughs) Remember, boys and girls, always, A, always, B, B, C, closing. Always be always be cobbling, always be cobbling. Incredible. What's the problem, pal? Well, I mean, you're such a hero. You're so rich. Why are you coming down here and wasting your time with a bunch of bums? You see this gumdrop? <laughs> you see this gumdrop? This gumdrop costs more than the mushroom you call a house. You see, pal, that's who I am, and you're nothing. Nice guy, I don't care. Good father, elf you. Go home and play with your kids. <laughs> you want to work here? Cobble. I can sit here tonight with the tools you got, make myself 15 train sets tonight in two hours. Can you? Can you? No, no. Get mad, you sons of bitches, get mad. You know what it takes to be one of Santa's elves? It takes brass balls (laughs) to be an elf. The tools are out there. Build with the tools, you know? I got no sympathy for you. And you know what you'll be saying? Bunch of losers sitting around the reindeer shed drinking fermented dew out of acorn caps. Oh, yeah. I used to be one of Santa's elves. It's a tough racket. 
These are the new tools. Whoa. These are the new Glengarry line of power tools. And to you, they're gold, and you don't get them. Why? Because to give them to you is just throwing them away. They're for cobblers. I wish you good luck, but you wouldn't know what to do with it if you got it. And answer your question, pal. I'm here because Santa asked me to be here as a favor. I said the real favor. Follow my advice and fire your elfin ass because a loser is a loser. Oh, and one more thing. You all get holiday bonuses. It's still Christmas. Yeah! There it is. So, uh, Glenn Gary, Glenn Christmas. Tina Fey was head writer and, and uh, had a huge hand in writing that. That was Tina Fey's idea. Very specific. Again, if you're not familiar with Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, the movie, you're not going to understand half, all of it. Uh, but if you are, and if you watch it as much as a lot of my friends do and as much as Tina Fey did and all her friends did, um, then yeah. So, Glenn Gary, Glenn Christmas. All right, let's do a couple of songs, shall we? Listen, we're talking Christmas. We're talking the holidays. We got to talk Hanukkah. Adam Sandler has done many, many, many versions of the Hanukkah song. We all know it. It's actually become a holiday song, and there haven't been any Hanukkah songs, and that's why Adam Sandler wrote this song. There are countless Christmas carols, but Sandler noticed that there weren't very many Hanukkah songs, so he wrote one. This is when he performed it on December 10th, 1994, season 20, episode 8. Um, Alec Baldwin, once again, Alec Baldwin was the host. Uh, the Beastie Boys were the musical guests. And uh, it's the Hanukkah song, and um, uh, Norm MacDonald was the anchor. And here it is, the Hanukkah song. Tonight is the seventh night of Hanukkah, and here to sing a Hanukkah song is Adam Sandler. That was good. Thank you. Thank you, thank you. Thanks, thanks very much. Um, well, uh, when, when I was a kid, uh, th th this time of year always, always made me feel a little left out because uh, uh, in school, there were so many Christmas songs, and all us Jewish kids had was the song, Dreidel, Dreidel, Dreidel. And uh, so uh, I wrote a brand new Hanukkah song for you Jewish kids to sing, and I hope you like it. <clears throat> Put on your yarmulke, here comes Hanukkah. So much funukkah to celebrate Hanukkah. Hanukkah is the festival of lights. Instead of one day of presents, we have eight crazy nights. <laughs> but when you feel like the only kid in town without a Christmas tree, here's a list of people who are Jewish, just like you and me. <laughs> David Lee Roth lights the menorah. So do Kirk Douglas, James Kahn, and the late Dinah Shura. Guess who eats together at the Carnegie Deli? Bowser from Shanana and Arthur Fonzarelli. <laughs> Paul Newman's half Jewish and Goldie Hawn's half too. Put them together, what a fine looking Jew. <laughs> you can spin a dreidel with Captain Kirk and Mr. Spark, both Jewish. <laughs> Put on your yarmulke, here comes Hanukkah, the owner of the Seattle Supersonicah, celebrate Hanukkah. O.J. Simpson, not a Jew, <laughs> but guess who is? Hall of Famer Rod Carew, he, he converted. <clears throat> we got Ann Landers and her sister, dear Abby, Harrison Ford's a quarter Jewish, not too shabby. <laughs> Some people think that Ebenezer Scrooge is, well, he's not, but guess who is? All three Stooges. <laughs> oh, boy. So, so many Jews are in showbiz. Tom Cruise isn't, but I think his agent is. <laughs> Tell your friend Veronica, it's time to celebrate Hanukkah. I hope I get a harmonica on this lovely, lovely Hanukkah. So drink your gin and tonica, but don't smoke marijuana. If you really, really wanna go, have a happy, 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 happy 
Hanukkah. Happy Hanukkah, everybody. There it is. And, of course, that's become, you know, uh, uh, an encore at all his shows. It's become a classic. It is, in fact, a classic holiday jam that people love. He's done I don't know how many updates of it, at least seven or eight updates, adding new celebrity names. It is hilarious, and that was the first time he did it, and it's become an absolute classic. So for around 30 years now, (laughs) we've heard the Hanukkah song by Adam Sandler. You can't talk about holiday SNL or Christmas SNL without bringing that up. And let's move on to another song that I love. So this is a goofy little thing they did for five years on SNL in the early 2000s. Uh, Horatio Sands, Jimmy Fallon, Chris Kattan, and Tracy Morgan would come out dressed in matching, uh, uh, you know, like cranberry colored sometimes Christmas sweaters. Uh, Horatio Sands would be playing like a little ukulele guitar. Um, Chris Kattan would be holding a keyboard. Uh, you know, a, a synthesizer keyboard. Jimmy Fallon would be playing the keyboard and uh, Tracy Morgan would just kind of dance and stand there and dance. And they did this thing called I Wish It Was Christmas Today. And sometimes the simplest jokes land the hardest and it proved that this SNL ditty, uh, you want to get into the holiday spirit? These guys will do it for you. They did it every year that they were together. Tina Fey was the head writer on this. Jimmy Fallon came up with the idea. This was before Jimmy Fallon became one of the most annoying people on the planet. And he was cute and lovely. And it was funny. And it was great, and I think it's great. So this is Horatio Sands, Jimmy Fallon, Chris Kattan, and, um, and a dancing, very quiet Tracy Morgan giving you holiday spirit, wishing it was One. Christmas today. Christmas today. So goofy, so simple, so silly, so funny. And they did it every year when they were cast members together. Tracy Morgan, Chris Kattan, Jimmy Fallon, Horatio Sands. I wish it was Christmas today. One of my favorite of all the SNL bits and songs. Okay. Next, also one of my very favorite. That these are some of these these last couple have been classics that you would expect to hear. This is one of my very favorite sketches of all time. Not just Christmas theme sketches. One of my favorite characters that Dan Aykroyd ever played. Uh, his character here is called Irwin Mainway. Um, and he uh, owned a, a, a toy company in this sketch uh, that manufactured nothing but unbelievably dangerous toys. This is from a TV show uh, called Consumer Probe. And the host of this TV show, uh, this consumer TV show, was Candace Bergen. And she is taking Irwin Mainway, played by Dan Aykroyd, to task for all these unbelievably, crazily dangerous toys. Well, a lot of toys seem dangerous to kids, but not to Irwin Mainway. He's the man who manufactured them. Uh, and this is what it's about. Uh, it took place on uh, December 16th, I'm sorry, December 11th, 1976. So this is from season two. We're going way, 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 way back. And it still holds up. This is a, this is a, this is a sketch from 1976, and it still 
uh, I think, one of the best sketches ever and absolutely one of the best Christmas sketches ever. This is from Season 2. It's Episode 10, December 11, 1976. Candace Bergen is your host. Frank Zappa was the musical guest. Terrific and weird show. And this is Consumer Probe, where Dan Aykroyd plays the despicable and weird and hilarious Irwin Mainway trying to defend these unbelievably dangerous toys. This is from 1976. Good evening, and welcome to the holiday edition of Consumer Probe. Our subject tonight is unsafe toys for children. For instance, this little bow and arrow set. Pull the rubber suction cups off, and the arrows become dangerous missiles. We have with us tonight Mr. Irwin Mainway, president of Mainway Toys. Uh, Mr. Mainway, your company manufactures the following so-called harmless playthings. A pretty Peggy ear piercing set, Mr. Skin Grafter, General Tron Secret Police Confession Kit, and Doggy Dentist. And what about this innocent rubber doll, which you market under the name Johnny Switchblade? Press his head, and two sharp knives spring from his arms. Mr. Mainway, I'm afraid this is by no means a safe toy. Okay, I just uh, want to correct you on one thing here, okay? First of all, the full name of this product that appears in stores all over the country is uh, Johnny Switchblade Adventure Punk. <laughs> no, I mean, uh, you know, nothing goes wrong. These, these little girls buy them, you know, they play games, they make up stories, nobody gets hurt, you know? I mean, so uh, Barbie uh, takes a knife once in a while or Ken gets cut, you know? I mean, uh, there's no harm in it, I mean, as far as I can see, you know? I see, fine, fine. It's, you know. Well, we'd like to show you another one of Mr. Mainway's products. It retails for $1.98, and it's called Bag of Glass. <laughs> Mr. Mainway, this is simply a bag of jagged, dangerous glass bits. Yeah, right. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's a glass. It's broken glass, you know. I mean, uh, you know, it's, it sells very well, as a matter of fact, you know. It's, it's, it's just broken glass, you know. <laughs> You know? I, I don't understand. I mean, children could seriously cut themselves on any one of these pieces. Yeah, well, look, you know, a kid, the average kid, he picks up, you know, broken glass anywhere. The beach, the street, garbage cans, parking lots, all over the place in any big city. We're just packaging what the kids want. You know? <laughs> you know? I mean, it's a creative toy. I mean, you know, if you hold this up, you see colors, you know, you see all the colors are rainbows. You know? I mean, it teaches them about light refraction, you know, prisms and that stuff, you know? Oh, oh. Prisms, you know, you know what I mean? I see. You know what I mean? Uh -huh. Oh, so you don't feel that this product is dangerous? No, come on, look. We put a label on every bag. It says, kid, be careful, broken glass. <laughs> I mean, we sell a lot of products in the bago line. A bag of glass, a bag of nails, bag of bugs, bag of vipers, bag of sulfuric acid. <laughs> I mean, you know, decent toys, you know what I mean? Well, I, I guess we can see that all of your toys are really unsafe and should rightfully be banned from the market. Huh. I, I don't know. I'd, I'd just sort of like to know what happened to the good old teddy bear. <laughs> Hold on a minute, sister. I mean, you know, we'll make a teddy bear. I got one right here. You know, this right here, it's got a nice little feature here. You can see and take a shot of it. I'll hold it up here, you know, we call it Teddy Chainsaw Bear. There it is. There it is. Teddy Chainsaw Bear. See? <laughs> you know, a kid plays his sock, you can cut logs with it. You know what I mean? You know? Well... This is certainly a very sad situation. So there it is. Uh, it goes on a little bit longer, but that is uh, an unbelievably funny uh, sketch. And Erwin Mainway was a, was a slimy character that Aykroyd played in uh, several uh, versions of that computer uh, consumer probe. Uh, and if you, you can't see them, but I mean, if you look it up, again, you can find all of these at the uh, SNL uh, YouTube channel. You can find them on Peacock and at NBC. Um, and he wore the pinky ring. He had the sleazy hair, sunglasses on. Uh, really bad clothes, uh, playing really a slime ball, uh, the only way that Aykroyd could play it. And again, if you want to check that out, it's season two, episode 10. Michael O'Donohue uh, and uh, Dan Aykroyd wrote that one together. They have the brain trust behind that. Erwin uh, Mainway <laughs> selling bag of glass to children. Okay. Now, I love the next song. Um, and it's, uh, you know, Darlene. They got Darlene Love to do it. This is Robert Smigel's uh, Saturday TV Funhouse. And uh, this is, I believe, a classic. This is from 2005. Uh, when Christian families are away, the Jewish families will play. Um, and uh, it is kind of like White Like Me, the sketch that Eddie Murphy did many years ago. But it's about what happens when we're not, when the Christians are not around and the Jews have that wonderful Christmas time. And they just take advantage of it. Robert Smigel, 
who wrote this and put this whole thing together, got Darlene Love, the classic great uh, uh, singer and artist associated so much with Christmas music. And they did a Rankin-Bass style, you know, the Rankin-Bass Christmas specials from the early days in the 60s and 70s. It's a claymation-style Rankin-Bass video. What happens when uh, the Jews go out and celebrate Christmas? They get to do so much stuff that they can't do any other time of year. They love it. They cut loose. They go nuts. Darlene Love, in an unbelievably brilliant, wonderful uh, uh, version of a song here. This was from December 17, 2005. It debuted the night that Jack Black hosted and Neil Young was the musical guest. Season 31, Episode 9. This is Christmas time for the Jews. On Christmas Eve, the Gentiles gather round the Christmas tree. They stay at home and party with their Goyesha family. They disappear one day each year and pass the eggnog round. But it's all right, because that's the night the Jews control the town. Classic and done in that great old school Rudolph the Red Nose Rain Bear uh, Reindeer uh, you know uh, Santa Claus is coming to town Rankin Bass claymation style um, just fantastically funny Robert Smigel was all over that and the fact that he got Darlene Love to perform it magnificent and I think a Christmas and uh, a standard back from uh, 2005 so that's Christmas time for the Jews all right next is one of my favorite opening monologues of all time. John Malkovich, who was hosted a few times, terrific host on SNL, uh, very, very funny, likes to make fun of himself and the overacting method style and his weirdness. And during a monologue that he uh, was going to give um, on December 6, 2008, this would be season 34, episode 9, John Malkovich was the host, T.I. was the musical guest. Uh, instead of doing a regular monologue, uh, it was Christmas time. So he thought that he, because he's such a theatrical actor, that he can recite anything, he can read from a book and make it good. He is a praised theater actor and a performer who loves the classics. He thought, let's bring up all the kids who are associated with the show, children of the writers and producers and people who are children, bring up a bunch of kids, bring out a Christmas tree in a nice, easy chair, and let him read Twas the Night Before Christmas to a group of children. Only it turns out really weird. Um, this is considered one of the strangest uh, monologues. How did this get approved? It's really twisted. And taking advantage of that intense, weird energy that John Malkovich gives off and the fact that he clearly might hate kids and wants to terrify them, the most inappropriate version of Twas the Night Before Christmas ever, this is John Malkovich during his monologue at the top of the show from season 34 to episode 9. This is John Malkovich's version in front of kids. And by the way, there are reaction shots of young children throughout this entire thing looking horrified and puzzled. This is John Malkovich reading Twas the Night Before Christmas. I've invited all the children of the people who work here up to the stage for this moment. And 
This will be our Christmas present to all of you. Twas the night before Christmas, and all through the house, not a creature was stirring, not even a mouse. Itchy, itchy. <laughs> the stockings were hung by the chimney with care in the hopes that St. Nicholas soon would be there. Now, you know what they say about hopes. They're what we cling to when reality has left us nothing else. <laughs> the children were nestled snug in their beds while visions of sugar plums danced in their heads and mama in her kerchief and I in my cap had just settled down for a long winter's nap. Now, kids, here's a question, true or false. During the holiday season, the suicide rate increases significantly. Right? Well, you get back to me on that. When out on the lawn there rose such a clatter, I sprang from my bed to see what was the matter. You, you know that the state of California has a home invasion law where it's actually legal to shoot someone just for entering your residence? And I'm talking, I mean perfectly legal. Did you know that? Well, it's true. Away to the window, I flew like a flash, tore open the shutters and threw up the sash. The moon on the breast of the new fallen snow gave a luster of midday to the objects below, when what to my wandering eye should appear but a miniature sleigh and eight tiny reindeer. Now, did you know that it is estimated that Santa's sleigh weighs 353,000 tons? So, traveling at 650 miles per second would create such an enormous friction that Santa and his reindeer would burst into flame. <laughs> you understand, like, like a meteor entering the atmosphere. Kids, this is a scientific fact. <laughs> With a little old driver so lively and quick, I knew in a moment it must be Saint Nick. You know, in Portugal, they actually don't call him Saint Nick. His name is Pai Natal. And unless children leave him a stick of butter, he steals one of their toes. <laughs> oh, sir, it's, uh, rather terrifying. Oh, by the way, if any of you guys are in the mood for a treat, here's a bowl of Hall's mentholiptus. <laughs> no? Suit yourselves. Can I say? When I was a child, we used to suck on pennies. You know what I'm saying? And it was a delight. You know, you know I, I'm getting the sense that not many of you are enjoying this. I mean, am I correct in, in this assumption? Okay, well, I, well, kids, let's put it this way. You've rendered all this useless, okay? I'll just skip to the end. But I heard him exclaim as he drove out of sight, Merry Christmas to all, and to all a good night. So, Merry Christmas, children. Do you know what? Pine Natal is coming, and he is gonna feast on all your toes. <laughs> well, that went better than I thought. There it is. So that's one of my favorite uh, monologues ever. <laughs> A monologue in which John Malkovich terrifies a bunch of children. And by the way, after every weird thing that he said, they would cut to the children and their responses were hilarious. So John Malkovich doing an extraordinary version of Twas the Night Before Christmas. Okay, I'm going to close with a song. I don't know why I love this one so much. It's very simple. It was a cold open and it is Maya Rudolph, Amy Poehler and Kristen Wiig. And they're three ladies who are decorating the Christmas tree as they get ready. And they have great plans for Christmas. They're going to spend it with their boyfriend. And they kind of all three find out that their boyfriend is Santa. I love this. Um, I know that um, uh, Tina Fey was one of the, one of the people who, who co-wrote this. And uh, the thing that I love most about this is the performance. Um, 
I really love Amy Poehler, Kristen Wiig, and Maya Rudolph's voices here. Their harmonies are beautiful. The song is clever and funny. Visually, they do some really wonderful things with little dance moves and little arv movements and stuff like that. The idea of the sketch is hilarious, and it was a terrific way to open up the show. And it happened to be the same show as Dick in a Box. It was season 32, episode 9, December 16, 2006. Justin Timberlake, host and musical guest, Dick in the Box, happened later in the show. But they opened this holiday show, this Christmas show, with a great, beautiful, funny, charming, really sweet, and beautifully performed little song that, for some reason, makes me happy when I hear it. This is Santa's My Boyfriend, and this is one of my favorite um, Christmas musical pieces in the history of SNL. And a lot of it has to do, all of it has to do with Maya and Amy and Kristen's incredible performance of it, lovely harmonies, and just the great way it's performed. Santa's My Boyfriend. the last show before Christmas, girls. How are you guys going to spend the holidays? My holiday's going to be super special this year. Do tell. I'm spending it with my new guy. (gasps) So am I. Me too. What's he like? Well... I'll tell you. (laughs) I've got a new man this holiday. Someone who won't let me down. A guy whose eyes always sparkle. A man who can show you the town. My boyfriend knows when I'm sleeping. He always treats me right. He knows if I've been bad or good, but when I'm naughty, he thinks it's nice. Santa's my boyfriend. Oh, yes, Santa's the one that I love. I believe he's real because I can still feel the touch of his furry white glove. Oh, Santa's my boyfriend. Oh, I've never been in love like this. When he comes down my chimney, I get weak in the knee because it's his kiss that's first on my list. I like it when we jump in a sleigh and he takes me to the North Pole. Ain't he the greatest? He told me he loves the taste of my milk and cookies. He He told me the same thing. (laughs) When everybody else is putting up their stockings, he's taking mine down. (laughs) You get the picture. Santa's my boyfriend. He keeps me warm in the cold winter snow. He's jolly and kind. going to leave he promised they always promise and it usually works out right I just, I just love that. I just love that song. Um, and man, if you just listen, the harmonies are so beautiful. And it was performed live with the band, live on TV that first time. And their voices are lovely, and they're actually singing. And man, I just, I think the song is clever and fun and funny, and it's really festive and really funny and edgy. The whole she's going to leave the his, you know, he's going to leave that bitch of a wife and all that stuff. Um, and they do it with the wonderful performances. They're all in matching dresses. They're all in front of a lovely Christmas tree. But man, the vocal performances are stellar. It's clever. I think it's one of my favorite Christmas songs that uh, has ever happened on SNL. So there it is. So those are my 12 choices for some of the classics that you know and love and some of the stuff that maybe you hadn't heard before that I particularly love. And I know there's a lot more. And if you want to share them with me, your thoughts, 773-417-6948, leave a voicemail or email me at nickdpodcast at gmail.com. My thanks to uh, Ed Silla and everybody at radiomisfits.com. And my thanks to you for listening. This is, in fact, episode number 50. Yes, it's a big number. This is episode 50, and I thank you for subscribing, listening. Please spread the word, rate and review us, share all the cool stuff. 
And my thanks to everybody at Radio Misfits. And of course, my thanks to the one and only Jason Skaggs, who composed and performed the opening theme and this fantastic closing theme of that show hasn't been funny in years in SNL podcast. Join us for new episodes every Wednesday at RadioMisfits.com. Have a great holiday season. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Kwanzaa. All the great stuff that happens during the holidays. Have fun. Watch SNL. We'll see you next time on the podcast. I'm Nick DiGilio. Thanks. Good night and have a pleasant tomorrow. <laughs>